Welcome to Couple of Idiots, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me, as always, is his wife, Penny. How is it going today? Not too bad. How about you? Good, except we should let the audience in on the fact that we might have a ticking time bomb on our hands now. Why? What do you mean? We had the uh, fan on for the pizza in the oven because our smoke alarm goes off. We wanted to record, so we turned the fan off. Now, is the smoke alarm going to go off while we're recording the show? Nah, I doubt <laughs> it. I don't think so. I don't know. We're going to have to see. So, everyone now, uh, place your bets. If you're listening to people, how many minutes in will the smoke alarm go off? Ha, 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 ha. Wow, you're really not, it in, you're not enthused by this option or you really don't think it's going to happen no i don't think it i don't really think it's gonna all right happen. you think it's silly that i even brought up the topic no that's okay I mean, okay whatever all right well it's your show so yeah if i'm steering <laughs> it into a pier you just tell me no sorry i just had a frog in my throat no that's fine that's fine i just don't think because usually it only the oven only smokes when you first turn it on for some unknown ungodly reason but once it's on for a while okay smoking is burns off and i think we're i think we're gonna be cool all right we shall see. Yes, we will. So the name of this episode, it is season three, episode 14. 14. Uh, the name of it is Long Distance Call. Now, this is an antiquated term. Long distance calls don't <laughs> exist anymore, do they? There's no, no such thing. <coughs> no, not as far as I know. I, I think, think so. even if... Even if you get like a home landline service through your cable company, I think it includes all long distance. You know, it works like your cell phone now where you can call anyone and it's treated like a local call. Right, right. This is an old timey term from back when I was young kids. So what's funny then is that there's even more old timey. So not only is kind of the title of it old timey, but then there's other old timey stuff in this show about telephone systems but yeah i got to thinking like hey wait long distance and then <laughs> okay kids grandpa <laughs> grandpa dan's gonna tell you a story there used to be a thing called long distance and then there was a thing called local long distance and then there was a thing called local that was it it was a uh, horrible back in the day because you had to get you had to sign up call up at&t or mci or Sprint, I think was the other one, call them up to get your long distance service. So that was outside of your state or region. But then there was another thing called local long distance and you had to contract with a totally separate company for like in Wisconsin here, our in-state calls were handled by Ameritech, I think was the name of the company. And then, so you'd get your phone bill and you would have your local exchange you would have your local long distance bill then you'd have your long distance bill all piled on there that's why when all these commercials now talk about simple bills that's what they're all referencing is what it used to be like when bills were crazy and confusing and you had no idea what you're paying for and just to prove that excuse me i'm a little bit older than dan when i was growing up yeah you had long distance local long distance, but your phone company was ma bell you know that's what they called it uh bell yeah everything was ma bell and then it got broke up and then which that's I when it think, turned into at&t and which I th- yeah it was at&t and they pretty much had a monopoly on it do you know not only did they have a mono- did not only ma bell have a monopoly on the lines and the service 
They had a monopoly on the telephone sets themselves. Yes. You rented your phone. You did yes. not own your phone. Yeah. And they had to go to like some big crazy court case. And then in like the late 70s, early 80s, then you could actually go to the store and buy your own telephone to play. Right. That's when, yeah, they were taken to court. And uh, that's when it was split up into all the different regional, you know, like you had Wisconsin, Bell, Michigan, Bell, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and then, yeah, then you had the Sprints and all the other ones that came in. Yeah, you're right. The regionals. Because I think you could get long distance service through your regional but it costed like an arm and a leg that's when like the at&t's for the national i don't know phones used to be nuts that's the thing yes but i don't remember of course i was young don't remember um having a charge to access long distance it's just i remember my parents always waiting till after like seven o'clock because it was cheaper to call long distance if you waited till after oh seven. yeah my mom <coughs> called my mom called uh one of my favorite aunts that lives in colorado all the time and i always remember it those phone calls happened like after eight o'clock or nine o'clock there was like some hour that then she could make calls yes because it was least so bizarre now now nowadays you can just pick up your phone and talk all day and you wouldn't even think about what your bill is going to be exactly um so so bizarre and then you know then we had those calling cards for a while i even worked for one of those calling card companies for a bit and it was calls to asia but like <laughs> we could see like even in that, that that was a poorly poor business plan because we could see the cost of long distance calls even international when you have to start like interfacing with all these other countries and exchanges all of that was a race to zero everyone was competing to basically sell their call for nothing to get the business so yeah this it's all just been a huge funnel of money into now it's practically free <laughs> yeah what a thing competition does like the internet you know as soon <laughs> yeah. as you can just talk to each other using facebook then instantly calling using your local telephone company doesn't charge as much anymore exactly. weird how that works yeah it is weird when you have some competition <laughs> Ma Bell used to cost you $50 a night to talk to your sweetie across the, <laughs> <laughs> across the country, and now it's free. So I'm sure we went on far too long about telephones for any of our listeners to care about. So let's get into the show. We see a guy walking around the kitchen. It's late night. It's scary. It's stormy outside. Phone rings. He picks it up. Uh, someone called him, and it sounds like she really wants to cheat with him, or she wants him to cheat on his wife with her. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not cheating on my wife. And hangs up. Phone rings again. And now I've already noticed that the phone calls, it's all staticky. Phone rings again, picks up, says she isn't going to stop, and uh, asks him if he still loves her. He says yes, but then, like, hangs up the phone, I think, pretty quickly. Uh, and in my notes I put in here, they're static on the phone, so I'm assuming these are ghost calls or spirit calls. Hangs up. Uh, the phone rings yet again, and he's not picking up. This time, he smashes his phone, rips the cord out of the wall. You can see it's broken. The wires are all dangling. And then it rings again. Oh, my God. Ghost uh, phone call confirmed. They really spoon feed you on some of these episodes yeah. about what's going on. Well, and here's the thing. He wasn't in a kitchen. He was, like, in an office because he was he was behind a desk. Okay. Yeah. I thought I, It looked like he just walked into the house, and I thought he just walked into the back door or something like that. So. No, but, he, okay. yeah, I'm thinking his office, and he did pour himself a drink. 
So. Well, then the guy goes and grabs a handgun, tips his head back, way too far back, by the way, puts <laughs> the gun under his chin, and then outside the house we see and hear a gunshot. Yes. Um, this, did you see how far back this guy was holding his head and then pointing the gun? I'm like, he's just going to remove his jaw and need to <laughs> eat soup for the rest of his life. No, I didn't really pay too much attention to that. These people that shoot themselves in the head to kill themselves, I always think, Jesus, what if you fuck up? And that happens, <laughs> yes. It certainly yeah, does. I mean, you're not going to be those one in a million people that get superpowers out of the deal either. <laughs> you're going to be the, <laughs> the nine, 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 nine out of the deal that just end up, you know, walking by blowing into a straw for the rest of their life. Basically the walking dead, huh? <laughs> Jesus. Take some balls. Um, so then that's the beginning of the episode. We see Sam and Dean. They're hanging out uh, outside someplace. They park their car. They're wandering around the streets, I guess. Uh, Sam talked to some professor. He didn't know anything. Dean got off the phone with Bobby, though, and told him about a case. And there's electric problems around this town, and a guy that works for the bank blew his head off. Yes, and at this point, Sam's kind of upset. He's like, we're working a case. We're working your case. And Dean's like, yeah, but what has it gotten us? It hasn't gotten us anything. We've talked to, I don't know how many professors, how many voodoo priestesses. They kind of list a lot of th places they've gone. And can't seem to get Dean out of his deal of going to hell. Yeah, Dean figures is... Until they get more help or some new information, uh, he's just going to go back to his job of hunting other things. Yeah. Uh, and it's in this conversation, too, that Dean spills the beans that Ruby told him that nothing's going to save him. And Sam is super annoyed that he kept that as a secret. Yes, but these two boys are good at keeping secrets from each other. Not yeah, Dean comes back with, you want to talk about who's keeping secrets from who? <laughs> yeah. It's just like, okay, grow up. Yeah. Yeah. God, these two fight like assholes. They fight like they're real brothers. Well, then they <laughs> head to Ohio. We see the boys, they're dressed up, and they're talking to the wife of the guy that blew his head off, I believe. Yes. Uh, she t explains to him, hey, the phone is ripped from the wall, just smashed. Uh, the lady is really annoyed because she's already gone over all of this with the other detectives. This is a common theme. Everyone is annoyed when they <laughs> see Sam and Dean because they already went through all of this and they don't need to talk to these two yahoos. <laughs> Every episode. Uh, Sam goes and checks out the phone. I think he's like flipping through the caller IDs or something. Yes, he is. And he comes up with a caller ID of SHA. 33. Yes, I wrote that down too. At the time when this first episode first came out, I didn't pay any attention to the number. But yeah, when it says 33, I always pay attention to that. So one. yeah, have we talked about the whole 33 phenomenon with our audience yet? No. Well, we don't have to get into it too much, but let's just say that we notice a lot of 33s in a lot of weird places. Yes, we do. Yes, and we do. this is just another one of them. Uh, okay, so uh, Dean asks, hey, has there been some strange calls going on? And uh, the wife says, yeah, I heard him talking to some Linda lady on the phone. But when I grab, you know, bust, it sounds like she busted in, like catching him having phone sex with an ex-girlfriend. And she grabbed the phone and just heard static. So then she just figured he was nuts and talking to himself. <laughs> right. 
It's a very tragic story. What if you ran in and thought I was talking to someone on the phone? But, but she didn't run in. She just picked up the extension. Okay. And that's why she said he, was, he wasn't he was talking to anyone. He was just talking to himself. All I heard was static. Oh, okay. I, I, I missed the whole thing that she grabbed an extension. Okay. Yes. So, kids, uh, when you had a landline telephone in your house, <laughs> you could have that same phone in multiple, that same phone line in multiple rooms. Now, the fun thing is you could just call yourself, and when the phone rang and people picked it up, you could just talk to someone in your own house. Did you guys ever do that? No. So, yeah, we had two stories. So, if the, you know, my dad didn't want to yell up to my mom in the, in the bedroom, he would just call, we would just dial our own number, hang up, and then when it rang once, just pick it back up again and then everyone's connected right well we used to do that um because my aunt and my grandma were on a party line so that's how we'd have to oh geez yeah that's even worse so you're sharing the same thing with all your neighbors i think those were the only two on the line but yeah when we were at our grandma's and had to call our aunt we'd have to dial her number hang it up and hope like heck by the time you picked it up again someone up there had already picked up so weird yes so yeah, that's the exact same phenomenon then. Yeah, yeah. If Pretty you're much. Calling yes. your aunt. Yeah, if they're on the same party line. Yeah, basically you got to jingle yourself. Interesting. Okay. Um, I forget where I was going with that. Oh, so when you got to call in, if, if someone was so, I'm, uh, this is what I was explaining to the kids that this was not a secure situation. If you're, you know, someone was in the kitchen on the phone, you could just go into a phone in the other room and pick it up. As long, some, you'd usually get away with it as long as you didn't say anything. Because as soon as you talked in the other one and you were in the same house, it got really loud. <laughs> <laughs> that was the crazy part. If you said anything, it sounded like you were yelling at the people. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, she uh, listened in on an extension. All right. Just thought she was nuts. Uh, so Dean finds uh, Linda, the person that was calling or supposedly that the guy was talking to, this Linda Bateman was her name, was his high school sweetheart, and but she was killed by a drunk driver and uh, cremated, like, long time ago, it sounds like. Did you pick up on how long ago that was? I know you're busy right now, but I'm asking you a question anyways. Penny is removing the pizza from the oven, setting it on the cooling rack, leaving the oven propped open to warm the house. Very nice. She returns back to her seat. She sits down. She mounts the microphone. Ten points. <laughs> no, it sounded like it happened um, when they were quite young. Yeah, it sounded like a high school thing or something, right? When they were still in high school, yes. That's yeah. how I took it anyway. So Sam, uh, though, has the old phone number, SHA33. Uh, which, by the way, SHA is a common uh, computer um, term. Oh, jeez. I looked it up, and then I... Secure hashing algorithm. So if you're going to do anything with uh, security, SHA is a thing that you will Okie dokie. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just find it interesting that they picked, the, picked those three letters. They actually like mean something in computer terms. Okay, so uh, they go to investigate. Dean asks if, uh, oh, yeah, so they go to the phone company. I took really poor notes right here. Uh, they go to the phone company. Uh, I guess there's flies buzzing around. It seems dirty. I didn't pick up on that. Yes, it, yeah, I put uh, go to phone company to get some more information on this number because they realize it's an old, outdated number. Um, 
probably over 100 years old. Yes, yeah, so I put it as a pigsty, uh, lots of flies buzzing around. The employee down there looks like he's not too good at cleaning up, you know, like eats at his desk, leaves wrappers and stuff. Not only that, everywhere. but he's got porn on his computer. Yes. <laughs> how, how disgusting. And then he like, he like ruffles his shirt to pull his shirt out and back over his belt. It's just like, <laughs> what are you showing young people here? I, I, I was like, this is on CW. This is not good. Yes, but you have to realize that. I know. Like I always say, it's not meant for 12-year-olds. It's not meant for 12-year-olds. It's meant for, I think, maybe 18 and above. I don't know, but certainly okay. not for 12-year-olds. Well, 18 and above is fine. 18-year-olds can look at porn if they want to, I guess. <laughs> uh, another thing, too, is that this old-style number is coming in on uh, caller ID. Like, caller ID is a new invention. Back in the old-timey phones, they didn't have such a thing. It wouldn't work. That's not a thing that would happen. Because how caller ID works is when your number dials another number, there's a signal that goes ahead of it to to transmit what the number is that you're going to get a call from. And then that's what displays when you pick up. I see. I did not know that. It doesn't do like some backtracing and look up on a big chart of, okay, whose house is this from? Uh, it's a signal that goes with your phone call. So that kind of took me out of the whole storyline, but whatever. I guess most people don't notice that. <laughs> Oh, by the way, when they're uh, down there talking to the tech about this phone number, uh, Dean asks if the tech enjoys visiting BustyAsianBeauties.com. <laughs> the, the website has now come up two or three times, right? Yes, and it does come up uh, much like the Weekly World News. It comes up uh, in several episodes of the show. Now, didn't you say that that website used to go to the, tel the show's website? Yes. Yeah. Whether it does still now, I don't know. but. Okay, so... Uh, this tech guy, his name's Stewie, and he first thinks that the number is too old to look up, which is what I would say. Is this is silly. Because I thought they were going to a library or something to look at old telephone books. I didn't realize they were going to go to the phone company. Seems odd. Uh, Dean threatens him uh, then over all the porn on his computer, and then Stewie like gives him, he's like, okay, fine, I'll look this up. And then <laughs> like within two seconds five seconds has a printout of 10 places that that number has called yes. so he doesn't know where it's calling from but he knows where they're calling to right. which actually does make sense in this situation um then stewie asks them to leave so he can go back to his porno <laughs> yes or no did that did that not happen well i'm assuming that's what happened yeah, he's yeah, like, could you guys leave now? I need to get back to this. And he like starts unbuttoning his pants and turning around in his chair. I did not see that, so I don't think No, that. I probably made that last part up. Yes, he did make <laughs> That's it. what it seemed like to me. It's just like, you like to embellish I was lot. grossed out by that whole thing. Well, just a guy in his porn pit at work? Yeah, that was kind of nasty. <clears throat> I'm sorry I had a frog in my throat. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So Dean, Sam and Dean go to a house that's on this list, and they pretend to be from the phone company. Actually, it was just Sam by himself. Oh, well, yeah, it was just Sam. But okay. Because he had a rental car. Yep. Uh, it says that he's investigating some phone issues. The husband says no, but we see like a daughter in the background looking very alarmed and scared. Sam uh, leaves, walking back to the car, and all of a sudden she somehow pops up on the other side of his car. He parked on the other side of the street. And I'm like, holy crap, that chick can run. 
<laughs> like she must have darted out the back door and just hauled ass across the street. Yes, I think that is what happens because she did get there quite, quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, it wasn't even like Sam got into his car and she walked up to the car. Like Sam was walking back to his car. He's on the driver's side and there she is standing on the sidewalk on the passenger side. And it was like, hey, wait, where'd you come from? No, I don't think she was. I don't think she was on the passenger side. We'll have to go back and look at it, but I don't think she was on the passenger side. You know, we side. talk a lot about going back and, and we never do. ourselves, but we never do. Like, ah, screw it, who cares? Well, I'm expecting for our <laughs> listeners to, to yeah, sort all this just, out. Just this is why comments are on the uh, website, and in our, this is what we have a Facebook group for, is to say who's right and who's wrong. Well, because I pay more attention, except for when I have dogs bothering me, I think I'm right. This this podcast finally has a focus, proving who's writer. Who's, you, who's writer? You or writer. or me or. Uh, so Sam, uh, so Sam's like, hey, you know, she kind of was like, hey, uh, I, I I noticed some bad phone call connections, and uh, I don't know, I know some things, and Sam basically talks her into like, okay, I'm not gonna think you're crazy. Just tell me what it is. I've been in your place before. <laughs> and she admits that she's been talking to her mom on the phone. Past week, she's called a couple of times. Sam assures her that she's not crazy. She flashes him like a, you're cute, smile. Well, Sam is cute. And you forgot to mention. <laughs> but she's like 14. <laughs> I don't know. But you forgot to mention that uh, it was her dead mom. that I said dead mom. No, you just said mom. Well, we can roll back the tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he drives away, I guess. Dean calls and says that he just got done talking to an old lady who's been having phone sex with her husband that died in the Korean War. And he makes some sort of comment like, I never knew what necroph- how good necrophilia could be or something. I, I don't think he said that, but he, yeah, he did mention necrophilia. Gives me a whole new appreciation of necrophilia. He makes some sort of really bad, out-of-context joke. And uh, there's a lady walking by him because he's just like at a boardwalk or something, walking around at a fair or something. No, he's walking around the street. He just he's on the street in the town. I don't know. Okay, yeah, but it looks like the Wisconsin Dells or something. Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't well, there's that. a there's a tall, pretty lady passes by him and then shoots him just the dirtiest, most disgusting look. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, guy, what's wrong with you? So you were rolling in laughter when that happened. Right, because yeah, she does. She only heard necrophilia, and uh, <laughs> like, oh, what's this creepy dude doing? Oh, could you imagine? Dean uh, then gets a so hangs up with Sam, and then gets a ghost call from John. Go to commercial. Dean is telling Sam about Dad calling him, and he just said his name and dropped the call. They're, they're like back at the hotel, I think, at this yeah, point. Yeah, but he gets the call. Uh, then they're at the motel, and he's telling Sam about it. And it was a call from John. So they're trying to piece it all together. They just cannot figure out, though, why people in this town are getting ghost calls from dead people. Yeah, he, um, Sam even said there's nothing supernatural going on here. I don't know how this is happening. Um, Sam wasn't totally convinced that it was John. He wanted to believe, uh, but he just wasn't completely convinced. And this kind of upset Dean. Yep. Dean is wondering what they should do if he calls back them. And Sam just says, uh, say hello. <laughs> and Dean wanders off super annoyed by this basic plan. Yes. 
Dean, though, quickly comes back into the room holding a pamphlet from the front desk about the telephone museum. It's just up the road in Ohio. Um, actually, he comes back. When he comes back, he says, ask Sam what he found. And Sam said nothing. And Dean said, oh, I've gone gone for three hours. And, you know, you think it's Stanford education. So he didn't leave and just come straight back. He was gone for three hours. Okay, I missed that context. Yeah. We see Sam and Dean at the museum. Uh, they're getting a tour, and there's an Edison spirit phone sitting there. So they, Sam and Dean talk about uh, if it could be responsible, and Sam figures it's just a piece of junk. Right, because they are checking for it for EMF, and there's nothing happening. And So, yeah, they're like, yeah, this can't really be what's going on here. Uh, they keep bringing up the caller ID at this part, too, and then that's when I wrote in my notes, like, that's a new feature and wouldn't work in the, on an old phone, so I don't know what's going on, really. Because uh, at this point, I'm thinking that there is, like, an outhouse someplace with a phone on it that a spirit's making a call from. <laughs> an outhouse? I don't know how Which well, is like an old community phone. I, I don't know. You mean an outpost? I don't. I, is that what they're called? There's little sheds in the woods, like with Amish phones. How they I, have? I don't know how that works. I'm not Amish, so I have no idea. Well, they set up little sheds out in the middle of nowhere, and there's a phone inside of it that they all wander around and pick up once in a while. Cool. <coughs> uh, Ghost John calls back, says that the demon uh, with the contract is here now. So Dean's pretty excited. To get some good news that might have a out. Um, next, we see a girl getting a text from SHA33. Um, she wants to meet at the cemetery with someone. No, 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 no. She kept it's it's Laney. It's this girl that Sam talked to previously who said. She oh, was is that who it was? Who okay. said she'd been talking with her dead mom on the phone? Yeah, they're getting texts and. The mom is saying, you know, I want to see you. And then he says, well, I went to see you. I went to the cemetery. And the mom says, no, that's not what I mean. I want to see you, you know, come see me, things like that. Yeah. <coughs> so it's obvious that all these ghosts are, like, talking people into killing themselves. Back with the boys, Dean says that he found evidence that the demon is following him. Sam doesn't seem to believe him that he's found any evidence. And Dean is annoyed that Sam doesn't believe it. And Ghost John gave them a 15th century exorcism, but no one has evidence that it's going to work or not. Well, this exorcism is to allegedly kills a demon, not, not just sending it back to hell. So did real John give that, or was it Ghost John? It was probably Ghost John. Okay. It could have been a real John. Well, he might have left it in his book, you know, his notebook. I don't know where they found it. If it was, like, recited to him over the phone, or I don't know where they got it. From who? When? Uh, yeah. Um, it was when John called him, because Dean mentioned Dad gave me a... Okay. Well, Sam and Dean start yelling at each other. Sam doesn't know what's going on and seems to want to take it slow. Sam says he's going to hang out with Lainey, the daughter... And at this point, Dean loses his mind and starts screaming at Sam for dicking around. <laughs> and they just keep yelling, ugh. <laughs> Sam doesn't want Dean to go anywhere until he comes back. And Sam goes and talks to Lainey, and she says that her mom wanted her to come to the cemetery, and that her mom then started asking her to do bad things. And by the way, Sam is hanging out in a 14-year-old girl's bedroom. 
I think she's older than 14, but I don't know. Um, yeah, she said, you know, I thought when she said, come see me, she meant go to the cemetery. And so I went, nothing happened. And then her text, she starts doing bad things. Sam asked, well, what kind of bad things? And by this point, she's crying. She says, well, she wants me to go into Dad's medicine cabinet and swallow all his sleeping pills. Yep. Uh, we see the little brother then playing, and his toy phone rings, and it's his mommy, and he wants her to for him to go see her. Ghost John calls Dean back. Uh, then we see back with Sam. Lainey breaks down crying, telling Sam that she wanted her to take all of her sleeping pills. Sam figures out that, hey, that's not your mother. We go back to Dean, and we see that Dean has now left the motel room against Sam's orders. <laughs> He's parked someplace and grabs a huge bag of guns. As one always does. Back with uh, Dean, or back with Sam and Lainey. Lainey notices that Simon's missing. Uh, Dean is yelling hello, looking for someone back at the house that he's at. We see little Simon crossing a busy street without looking both ways. He's just <laughs> eyes straight ahead, just walking with cars, just whizzing by him. <laughs> we see Dean is uh, spray painting something on the floor. I assume it's a demon trap. Yeah, it was a devil's trap at this house. He went to this house to do this exorcism because Ghost John told him that's where the demon would be. Yep. Uh, Simon nearly gets hit by a bus, but Sam grabs him and saves him. Mm-hmm. Sam calls Dean and tells him... That it isn't ghosts, but it's a crocata. They live in filth, and there was a lot of flies at the phone company, so they figure, hey, that's where it's all coming from. Yeah, that's Stewie dude. His his work area was a pigsty. It must be him, because the ew. mad <laughs> wanker. Yeah. So Sam goes to the phone company and finds the pervert. Sam holds him up with a knife, but then Clark, the boss, knocks him out with a bat and then knocks the pervert out with a bat. <laughs> We see Sam and the pervert tied up, and Clark is menacing them. He says that he's hungry and stabs the pervert in the chest. And then he opens up his mouth, and big monster teeth come out, but then he just, like, sucks in his, breathes in his soul or something like that. Yeah, the, the crocata are known to, that's how they s exist, is they feed on human souls. Well, Sam figures out that the last call uh, that Sam made to Dean was Clark and not Dean. So he's really dicked him over, and uh, he's making fake phone calls to everyone. <laughs> I, I, I think at this point is when he's like, well, I can make calls, plus I can take calls. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm the phone company. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Clark walks over to the phone. Okay, this part, you got to tell me what happens. Because at this point, it looks like Clark walks over to the phone panel, looks back at Sam, and it looks like he sticks his wiener in the phone panel. He, no. He, like, thrusts his pelvis ahead no. and like connects to the phone panel i'm like no. what is going on here r2d2 no he just he um was touching the phone panel with his hands and was talking looking back at sam he did not thrust out his pelvis <laughs> it looked like he had thrusted his hips like he was leaning leaning back like his shoulders was leaning back from it and he was like looking back at sam it was a very odd angle yes it was it was an odd angle but that's what he does, how he uses the phone <laughs> plugs into the panel technology to make these phone calls. Uh, so some guy gets a call from the, his little girl. The little girl says that the guy uh, 
that killed her is at the house right now. So there's some, you know, we know now that this guy has gotten a call from the daughter that's been murdered and is like, hey, daddy, go, my murderer is back at the house. Go get him. Yes, and he like, wants oh, to murder Oh, dang, that's where Dean's at. He wants to murder you, too. Yeah, so we see uh, the, the plot here that Clark has made. Um, Clark says that he made Sam and Dean out as hunters as soon as he met him, so it was pretty easy to screw with them the whole time. Yeah, and at this point, you know, Sam says Dean's not going to fall for his shenanigans yeah. and kill kill the guy. And the Clark is like, well, then he'll kill Dean. Either way, someone's going to die. Well, back at, back at the house with Dean, we see Dean leaning up against uh, a wall waiting for someone, holding a big jug of water. And at this point, I'm like, boy, that guy's going to be pissed when you get him wet. Just like all the other people you've hit with holy water. They're like, hey, wait, what are you doing? Get me. <laughs> Well, you got to be prepared, you know, if it's a demon, you got to know you have to have that holy water at hand. Well, he comes home, all right. He kicks, so it's his own house, too, which I find funny. He kicks in his own door, pulls up a double barrel shotgun, and starts doing some drywalling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he just blasts holes everywhere. Uh, Dean dodges it, and then they both start kung fu fighting. <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying that because the fight choreography it is not like how real people fight. Well, no, probably not. I don't know how real people fight. I don't go around to a lot of fights. I don't. It's a lot of just pulling hair and <laughs> rolling around on the ground. Uh, Dean beats uh, the guy's ass and then starts kicking him in the ribs over and over and over again. I'm like, Dean, back off. Well, you know, at this point, Dean still thinks it's the demon that's holding his contract, so he's not going to hold anything back. Well, Clark is telling Dean, or Clark is telling Sam, I got this wrong in my notes for some reason, Clark is telling Sam about how technology made all of this oh so easy. And honestly, I want to be like, how can a living creature use technology? Like, are you pulsing the electric pulses and making this, like, you know, binary is really hard to do fast enough to create text messages, right? Like, what magic power gives them this through electricity? This is where the whole thing falls apart for me, really. Because before this, it was 100% believable. Well, if, you know, spectral powers is one thing, but being able to control electric pulses to such a degree where you can create any sort of text message or even make a phone ring? I don't know. Uh oh, can I share one more old timey telephone thing that you used to be able to do? Sure. Back in the day, there was two types of telephones. There was a touch tone, and then there was also the pulse tone. The rotary dial. The rotary, and that was the rotary dial. And when you rotary dialed, what it really did was pick up and hang up the receiver that number of times. So if you dialed a five, it would hang up and pick up five times. So back in the day. Me and my friends would impress each other by dialing the phone, by picking up the phone, and then clicking the, uh, the you know, there's usually a little button where you hang up that right. it hangs up. You could just tap that, so you could tap it out, you know, just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, four, five. You can, like, go through a full phone number and then make it work and, like, pick up and talk to the people. Cool. That's as close to this spirit as I can <laughs> summon, though. Oh. Did you know you could do that with a phone back in the day? No, I did not. Man, we had a lot more fun with telephones than you did. <laughs> I was told not to play on the phone. 
Oh, I played on it way too much. Annoyed way too many neighbors. <laughs> okay, so um, Dean, though, uh, he has uh, this guy that's out for <laughs> revenge on his dead daughter, has him trapped in a demon trap, and uh, starts exercising him. This guy's like, did you do this to my daughter? What are you doing? You're a nut. And then he just casually strolls out of the uh, demon trap that's spray painted on his floor now. He's going to have to get his floors refinished. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, not just the drywall, but yeah, now we're looking at flooring. Exactly. He's got he's got a mate. He might have a claim with his homeowners for all we know. <laughs> uh, and then they start fighting again. Well, yeah, because at this point, Dean freaks out. He's like, hey, how did you do that? Dean realizes, I believe, that... Oh, yeah, this, oh, this is a real person. This is a real person, not a demon. But naturally, this guy still thinks that Dean is the person that killed his daughter. So, yes, they do start fighting again. Well, we flip back to Sam and Clark. They start kung fu fighting. Because uh, Sam slips, gets loose from his, because he was tied to a chair. Sam uh, ends up punching Clark in the head, which pushes his head back, and then it impales his head on, like, a key ring holder on the wall or something. Well, you know, well, like, it's for those peg holders, like, they have at hobby stores. Or yeah, 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 store. just like what we got out in the garage exactly. to hang tools on. Exactly. Yeah, one of those things. So he hits him, and, like, that spike goes into the back of his head. Yes. And then he's instantly dead. Uh, Dean is still fighting the other guy and tells him that he didn't kill his daughter. And the guy's like, well, why the hell are you here? And Dean's like, I don't know. <laughs> they just both look at each other awkwardly. And I tell you, I, I've, in all, the whole series so far, I'm like, okay, we need one more scene. Because we go from that and I'm like, okay, I know it's the last commercial. We're going up to it. Okay, here's a commercial break. We come back and I'm like, and I just say, don't do it. Don't do it. But they did it all we see is sam and dean walking they go into the hotel room they exchange notes we never see how dean resolves this with this guy in his house it's all jacked up now no we don't and they i really wish we would have just 30 seconds of comparing notes giving the guy a wad of cash explaining that it's not really his daughter on the phone and they've all been duped like just something anything except just leaving this is a complete loose end that now totally. there's this guy <laughs> talk to the ghost daughter and there's this weird ass dude in his house now this guy's gonna be on his trail you, know? <laughs> you would think so uh very odd that they did not tie up that storyline just completely dangling no clue for all we know dean just shot the guy in the head and left the scene <laughs> <laughs> that could be i highly doubt that that happened no i don't think but so either but we, we don't know because you're right they don't discuss it they don't say what happened how he got out of the situation just they he, just looked awkwardly at each other and that was the end of it yeah he was in the motel room cleaning up his wounds and sam walks in and all right yeah kripke tell us what happened yeah kripke come on if uh, any writers or executive producers of this show are watching, tell us what happened. So they, Sam comes into the room. They exchange notes. Uh, Sam says that it's, tells Dean, really sorry it wasn't dad. Dean, though, breaks down again, admits that he's scared. Uh, honestly, though, I can't wait to see when Dean goes to hell. I can't <laughs> wait. To, <laughs> like, I, I want to see what hell's like. Uh, Dean starts crying that no one is going to be there to help him. And the only person that can help him get out of this is himself. And then Dean or Sam then's like me too. And then Dean like becomes a dick and like, wait, that's all you got. Or he says, and me. And he's like, really? This big emotional moment. All you're going to say is, and me. And it's just like, Dean, why are you such an asshole? 
Fuck off. Go to hell. <laughs> well, because he can be. Hey, he's the one going to hell. He can be as jerky as he wants to, I guess. This point, Dean Sam's hand. Deem hands. <laughs> Deem hands Sam a beer, and they start watching to catch a predator. <laughs> I assume, based on the fourteen-year-old thing, Dean probably like, hey, because didn't he say, hey, earlier, watch out for Chris Hansen? Yeah, so that was what it was in reference to was that catch a predator show. Yeah, so that's what I'm assuming they're watching at the end. Dean is uh, giving Sam a warning. Here. <laughs> I don't know. We really don't know what. Uh what they were watching. But yeah, Dean says, I can't expect Dad to show up with some miracles at the last minute. I can't expect anyone to, you know, the only person to get out of this thing is me. And that's when Sam says, and me. And when Dean's like, what? Huh? Huh? Deep revelation. Having a real moment here and that's what you come back with? And me? <laughs> yeah, fuck off, Dean. That's what I think. Jesus. It's like nothing's ever right for that guy. He's always pissing and moaning about something. Well, yeah. They're brothers. What can I say? All right. So other than this is wildly outdated, which I liked this episode. Yeah, so did I. It's a good episode. Nobody has landline telephones anymore, though. No, uh, not really. I mean, this aired in 2008. So when it um May 1st of 2008, people still had landlines back then. Uh, 2008, maybe. Well, if your house had it, if you were building a new house in 2008, you weren't getting a landline. Probably not. We had it where we lived because we had such crappy cell service. Because we lived in Blue Mountains at that time. Because we didn't buy this house until 2010. So we didn't yeah, have that's land. an old house. It probably still has a landline now. Oh, it sure it's does. It's probably not plugged in or anything. It does, but. right. But the only reason we had a landline is because our cell reception out there wasn't very good. That's the yeah, only that's reason true. We, we talked about not having it, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And so then we moved here. Our cell reception is great. Don't have a landline. Yeah, this is a... One of the nice, a couple of nice things about living really close to the interstate, and that's <laughs> one of them, is superior cell phones. Everyone that comes and visits, they're like, Jesus, mm-hmm. five bars, and I'm on AT and T. Yeah, that and the lake we live near, so that's really cool too. <laughs> Uh, also really handy just living close to the interstate. You know, we kind of live in the country. You know, it's rural, but to have such quick access to uh, get around the state, pretty handy. Yeah, it only takes us like five minutes to get to the interstate, and from there you can... Whereas there. like your folks or my folks, it's a 45-minute drive just to get to an interstate, and then you can start moving your ass someplace around the state. Exactly, yeah. Well, I guess your folks are probably only 20 minutes or so it seems like forever up there though yeah it does it folks really does. live in like some sort of geological time warp where they're <laughs> <laughs> just like on a old brother war out there a geological anomaly everything's two weeks away <laughs> you're two weeks away from everywhere it's a geological <laughs> anomaly <laughs> what a great movie that is um so i don't know you know this What's the rewatchability? It would be interesting to see some 14-year-old kid watch this now and see if they, like, understand telephone, <laughs> landline telephones. I don't know. That's going to be such a thing that, you know, in 20 years when we're old, 20-year-olds will have no idea what that old crazy technology is. Exactly. They have no uh, it's going to kind of look like maybe like what reel-to-reel looked like when I was a kid. Like, oh, this was a thing that was big. 20 years ago i grew up without it how do you work this thing or vcrs kids don't know how to work a vcr nowadays oh and i even watched a show where they handed like a 12 13 14 year old kid a walkman they had no idea how to operate it 
Oh, yeah, there was that web series for a while where yes. they give kids old technology. Yeah, isn't that weird not knowing how to use a Walkman or a VCR or... Yep. <coughs> or an old... Yeah, just... I don't know. Things like that just seem so simple to us, but yet we grew up in it. But I got to tell you, today then, we were watching that one show about the VHS and Betamax uh, battle of each other. And I forgot that they didn't used to have digital TV tuners built into things. So you had to manually tune your signal in. Right. And you, yeah, like the VCRs then, you only had 10 slots to just pick your 10 stations. <laughs> and if you're on a, like we lived, when when we had our VCR, we lived uh, with a cable system. So we had 30 channels, but we had to pick the 10 that we would ever record from. <laughs> and, uh yeah, I, of course, you know, me, I knew that, hey, not all the channels are tuned in. So yeah, I made it my mission to go and reset all of the tuning to the channels <laughs> I want to watch. My father was pissed. I, and, I can imagine. Well, then today I forgot how complicated it was. You know, it wasn't just like a little screw thing to dial it in. There was like a bunch of switches and flippy-doos, depending on what range of channels it was and what system it was. It used to be pretty uh, crazy. Nowadays... You know, I'm big into the Atari 2600 still. In the Reddit forum, there's always people asking, how do I hook this up to my TV? Because it's impossible to hook up an Atari 2600 to a new TV. Hmm, I didn't know that. <laughs> Not impossible, but you need, it isn't just plug it in with the right plug. You need adapters and connectors, and then even then it's going to look like garbage. Because <laughs> yeah, the signal's yeah. so different. That's yeah. an old analog signal, and now everything runs like a, you know, your Roku TV is nothing but a great big cell phone with right. apps. That's enough boring you today. Yeah, I'm like, okay, what's this got to do with Supernatural? Absolutely nothing. Just talking about old technology. <laughs> How often do we... Okay, is there another creepy phone call episode? There's 327 episodes. You think I remember them all? <laughs> no. You know, but I what I found interesting, too, is, you know, the number SHA33 is they actually used to have letters in front of like these old sh shows that are set like in the 20s and people would pick up the phone call the operator call like a call baker five four whatever yeah and then it would be ba so then it would have been what's oh two two <laughs> the one thing i remember though is back in the day there was a show called hee-haw that my dad watched. It was really stupid. Sorry, Dad, but I hated it. Um, Hee-haw's awesome! What and, are you uh, talking about? They had this guy called Junior Samples that I think was selling cars. And his number was always called BR549. was always the number he gave up for whatever he was selling. So that's, you know, I remember that from... BR549? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that was another thing is, like, we didn't have this in the big city when I was a little kid but then once we moved out to rural wisconsin uh you only needed to dial the last five numbers right yeah you didn't have to like you didn't have to put in the full the, the you know the full seven digit if you just picked up the phone and dialed five and then it's basically five and then wh whoever you wanted to talk to in town you just had to know which exactly four digit number they were right it was until the bell company or whatever you want to call it. I don't remember what its official name was back then. Um, split up, then that you would have to dial the entire three-number prefix. No, this is based on your local co-op. 
Really? Because this was in 87, 88. You could still do this. Huh. It was just based on your local co-op, depending on if they adopted having to dial all seven digits or just five. So, yeah, those old phone numbers back in the day were just a couple of digits because you only had a couple thousand people that had a phone <laughs> in the entire area. So, right. So, yeah, and then when they say, like, Philadelphia 623 or whatever, it's PH. And they just, for some reason, put a bunch of words in front of everything to... And if you had to make a long-distance phone call back in the day, because there's no such thing as area codes, you had to get operators to help transfer you around. Why are we still talking about I old telephones? I have no idea. I'm you just got like, us on that tangent. I did not. Okay. Oh, my God. We're 48 minutes into it. This is the longest episode ever, and we've talked about nonsense for 80% of it. Just a reminder, we have a Facebook group, a couple of idiots. No, no, armchair hunters. Armchair hunters. Our website is coupleofidgets.com. Yes. You can uh, visit us there. Please leave a comment and uh, vote in on who's writer all the time. <laughs> me. Or me. <laughs> and we stream on all the major platforms. Uh, if you know anyone else that enjoys Supernatural, uh, drop our link. Share the, share the good word. It's Jesus. <laughs> okay, everybody. Have